Hi again, it's your weekly horoscope columnist, Christopher Rundstrom, back to share with you some pretty exciting news. You will soon have a chance to study with me in my upcoming course, The Cosmic Calendar, produced here at Astrology Hub. The Cosmic Calendar is designed to teach you how to turn your birth chart into a personal calendar, one that's uniquely aligned to your natural flow and personal seasons. You'll be able to look at the year ahead and know exactly how to plan your life. Whether you're looking to launch a business, dive back into the dating pool, or finally get around to writing that book you said you'd get around to writing one day, the Cosmic Calendar will help you to identify the best times of year to pursue your dreams. So if you want to be the first to know more about the Cosmic Calendar, then sign up for the waitlist now at astrologyhub.com slash cosmic waitlist. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash cosmic waitlist. I am so looking forward to seeing you there. Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of The Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the Mars-Neptune square on January 11th. Now, it's easy to lose your way when Mars forms a square to Neptune. That's because Neptune tends to cloud the mind, water down the defenses, and dampen the willpower whenever it square the planet of gumption and drive. This is something that I very much want you to pay attention to this week because it's going to really sort of alter your mindset very deeply and also very subtly. Here's why. When Mars is in Sagittarius, Mars is very spirited. Mars is the planet of gumption and drive. If it sees something at once, it goes after it. It says, I want that. And it goes after it and, 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 and seizes it. Mars is the sort of planet that's absolutely in your corner when it comes to getting the things that you want in your horoscope. And as I said, when it's in the zodiac sign of Sagittarius, it's very, it, it can sort of take on an evangelical spirited flavor. That's because Sagittarius is often what I like to describe as the cheerleader of the zodiac. It's the zodiac sign that likes to get everyone riled up and excited and super duper enthusiastic about something. And it's like, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And everyone's like, yes, yes, we can do it, we can do it. And Sagittarians are like, go ahead and do it. And everyone's like, yes, yes, let's go ahead and do this. Of course, Sagittarians would never do half the things that they get other people excited about, but that's beside the point. Sagittarius is the zodiac sign of enthusiasm and of the spirit. Now, Neptune right now happens to be in the zodiac sign of Pisces. Okay, so where uh, Sagittarius can be very sort of high voltage, excitable, and, and full of spirit and enthusiasm, Pisces is more soulful. Pisces is more about depth. That's because Pisces is a zodiac sign that's associated with the ocean. And if you've ever been to the ocean, and I'm sure you have, but let's take a lake or a pond. 
uh, you can look out over the body of, of water and you're going to see the top of the body of water, right? Uh, if it's the ocean, it's going to stretch the horizon, but you have no idea what lies below the horizon, what lies below the surface of the water. And that is the realm of Neptune. Uh, that is the realm of Pisces. Neptune is the modern ruler of, of Pisces. And so this is why Pisces, of all the water signs, is really the one that's most connected to the soul. Okay, it's about depth, depth of feeling, um, plunging into otherworldly experiences, into not only the unconscious, but the collective unconscious. That is the collective dreaming of the entire planet. So when Neptune is in Pisces, it speaks to us through things like icons and symbols, the symbolic language, whether it's a star and a crescent moon or a cross or a flag, uh, you know, these, these icons, these symbols are immediately identifiable and have a tendency to bring out very powerful emotional responses. This is the realm of Pisces, and this is the realm of Neptune. For, so for Neptune, uh, the otherworldly, the things that are invisible, the things that we know are there but are really hard to explain. This is what Neptune is comfortable with, particularly in the zodiac sign of Pisces. This is why Pisces was always associated to mystics and mysticism, people who were the outsiders in institutionalized religion, the people who had the visions, the people who had these powerful experiences, um, that went outside of scripture, that went outside of ritual. And uh, depending on what century you happen to be living in, uh, the church either praised these mystics as saints or the church burned these mystics as heretics and witches. Uh, so this is all something that's very much bound up in the zodiac sign of Pisces. And Mars, as I said, when it's in Sagittarius, can be very much about its zeal and very much about its excitement. And Sagittarius is also connected to religion. We understand this in the archetypal chart with Sagittarius's association to the ninth house. And Sagittarius was always associated to institutionalized religion, religion that had scripture, religion that talked about morality, moral values, philosophy, and higher education, which we all associate with the uh, ninth house. And of course, higher education was always connected to the churches in the medieval period. That's where universities and publishing houses come from. It's from the churches, hence the idea of higher learning and uh, publication and religion are all connected to the ninth house in astrology. What I'm getting at here is that Mars is zealous when it is in the zodiac sign of Sagittarius. Mars gets really excited about something and it's like, that's really fabulous. I wanna go and, 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 and do that, or I want to accomplish that. That is my unwavering goal, all right? And uh, it can become even more fiery the more that it is challenged. And that's because, as I said, Sagittarius is connected also to the notions of faith and belief. Now, faith and belief don't really apply to the realm of Pisces. Pisces goes more with its fascination. Pisces goes more with its sort of attunement, its natural affinity to the things that cannot be easily explained. So when we're dealing with Pisces, and particularly when we're dealing with Neptune and Pisces, we're dealing with mystery. 
Now, this isn't an Agatha Christie mystery where you sort of like uh, follow the footsteps, see the finger smudges on the uh, dining room tabletop, and are able to discern after some deduction that it was Colonel Mustard in the study with the candlestick. No, this isn't that kind of mystery. Uh, Pisces isn't a riddle that, that's meant to be solved. Pisces is about enigma. Pisces is about conundrums. Pisces is about a conundrum wrapped up inside an enigma. Okay, anyway, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. But anyway, Pisces is about those things that cannot be easily explained, but are to be experienced and felt on a very deep level. Now, we often talk about or think that the opposite of faith and belief is doubt. Okay, uh, that's why science is often, you know, sort of put on into this antagonistic relationship with, with religion, because religion uh, wants to sanctify the mysterious and science wants to analyze and explain it. Okay, but again, if you're dealing with an institutionalized religion, it doesn't want things to be too mysterious, because that's when they get too questionable and really hard to explain to like a congregation or people who are following you. So what we're dealing with here with the sort of Pisces Sagittarius square, um, the Mars and Sagittarius this week may react as if it's being questioned. Okay. And so, and so that might get your Mars going uh, in, in terms of a more uh, determined fashion. So, so uh, what would question it? Would it be doubt, for instance? Doubt isn't really the realm of Pisces. We have to remember in astrology, each of the planets, each of the signs rules over a particular aspect of our personality or experience of life. You can almost think of it as ruling over a shade of color. Okay, so this is why astrology can get very nuanced. Um, and so, and so there might be this feeling, not so much that you're being challenged or questioned outright, you know, about something that you believe is a right action or something that you believe is the thing to do or something that you believe is what you want. That's not going to be the problem or the issue that Neptune and Pisces introduces. The problem or issue that Neptune and Pisces will introduce is ambivalence. It will be ambiguity. It will be um, susceptibility. It will be this feeling that, um, well, maybe there's another explanation for this, or maybe there's another thing that's going on here, or maybe my feelings about this uh, action that I'm taking aren't as um, strong as I thought that they were. Okay, remember that Mars-Neptune square clouds the mind, uh, waters down the defenses, and dampens the willpower. So there can be a sort of drowsiness or sleepiness. Whenever Neptune is very powerful in the sky, there can be a sort of drowsiness or sleepiness or kind of like I can't really focus here uh, experience that's going on. Um, and, and that's okay, you know, like if it's trining the Mercury or if it's sextiling the sun, this is usually, you know, all right, we can, we can, we can navigate this sensation wonderfully and, and maybe even produce something out of it, like an inspired piece of writing or a song or just a moment of reverie, which is lovely. But what I'm concerned about a little bit this week is that in the struggle of Mars and Sagittarius to assert itself, all right, that it may become even more assertive and even more, no, this is what I think and this is what I want and even louder, okay, because Sagittarius 
I've got a Mercury in Sagittarius, so I can say Sagittarians can get really loud. Okay, so it can get very loud either vocally or loud in terms of its insistence because it's thrashing around in the water against this, this Neptune in, in, in Pisces. Um, again, that might just sort of be, all right, you're, you're, you're getting louder and more insistent and, and something like that. But what concerns me is that on uh, January 14th, Mercury turns retrograde in Aquarius. And uh, what worries me about that is that with Mercury suddenly reversing direction like that, there may be even more of a feeling like, like let's say there's something that you want or you're insisting on and it's being postponed or delayed, or maybe you know the other party says, well, why don't we sit on this for a little while or something? You may find yourself you know, having a very strong visceral reaction and saying, no, we're not gonna sit on this or no, we're gonna do this right away or, or, or take it or leave it or it's now or never. Or, That's what I'm concerned about. Uh, maybe you can hear that. So it would be this kind of like susceptibility or this ambiguity that's filtering into the willpower that then gets triggered when when uh, Mercury turns retrograde on um, January 14th, making you even more insistent on something, uh, particularly something in which the timing might not be so great, or actually it might be a good idea to put it off a little bit or to wait or to see how things um, develop. So you're going to feel very much like you're not on solid ground with your own convictions and your own beliefs this week. If you can sort of let that be, that's great. If you find yourself starting to retaliate or get really upset, please take a moment to, to check that and to, and to really sort of uh, dial it down. Um, the thing is, when you're dealing with Neptune here, Neptune is in its own sign. It's, it's, it's in the sign of Pisces. It's considered, as I said before, the modern ruler of Pisces. Neptune's the stronger planet here. It's not Mars. Mars is not in domicile or exalted. Mars isn't getting any sort of planetary strength here. I mean, it does fine in Sagittarius, you know, but it's Neptune, which is the more powerful planet here. So what you want to do is get is, is to sort of let yourself um, get Neptunian. And what I mean by uh, letting yourself get Neptunian is to sort of like tune out um, anyone that you feel is challenging you or, or going against you or anything like that. Sort of adopt, not, not necessarily a laid back uh, attitude, but a going with the flow and going with the current sort of thing. What it reminds me of is that we were always told as kids when, when I was growing up in Northern California, that if you th swam out into the ocean um, and that you were suddenly snatched by, by an undercurrent, the undertow, um, the first reaction is to panic and to start thrashing about in the water. And we are always taught, no, what you wanna do is relax and sort of gently sort of move uh, uh, almost parallel to, to the beach where you're swimming until you're released from the current and then you can sort of like take the wave on, on in. But it's this idea that um, you may suddenly feel seized by a current, by an undercurrent that's taking you down. And what you really, really wanna do is relax and, and let the energy move through you until that current uh, releases you and you can swim safely ashore. So basically this is kind of like my way of saying, um, be very careful with decisions that you feel like you have to make, um, that you're feeling the most urgent about, or the most pressed or pressured about. Nothing good is going to result from, from those sorts of feelings. 
Um, if there are suggestions to reschedule or to postpone or to put off, it's not a bad idea. It's probably a good one because Mercury is going to be retrograde. And as far as this feeling of like struggling against a dampened willpower, or clouded mind or a watered down defense, give yourself five days after the square. So that's January 11th. Give yourself five days after the square. This would be January 16th. That's when Mars will move out of the orb of influence uh, of, of Neptune, and you will emerge uh, from the other side of this feeling much more um, secure in yourself, confident about your convictions, and like you're uh, ready to move on forward with the things that really matter most to you. Your weekly horoscope is brought to you by Astrology Hub. If you'd like more extended personalized guidance from Christopher by sun sign and rising, make sure you subscribe to receive the free weekly horoscope delivered via email to your inbox each Sunday. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash horoscope and start receiving even more free personalized guidance today. That's astrologyhub.com slash horoscope. And if you love what we do and would like to support our work, please subscribe to the podcast, give us some stars, and if you feel inclined, leave us a review. It does so much to help us get quality astrology out to the world, and we're grateful for all the time that you take to do this. Thank you for listening in today, and as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life.